Today is uh, June 8th. Damn, time flies. June 8th, 2021. Cal, I'm a good man. How's it going? I'm, I'm just glad we're doing the podcast today, honestly. Yeah. What yeah, do you mean? I, just, I don't know. I just feel like I needed to talk to you. Yeah. Days, you know? um, yeah. Same here. All right. I'd like to start because it's been a while. Like none of my Berkeley adventures have been in the pod. At all. <laughs> um, no. But I'd like to start with I, with I made some friends. And it took nice. a while. Yeah. I mean, like I got here on the second. It's the eighth. And I feel so like I've made about a week. Yeah, for me, it's forever when it comes to not socializing with people. But uh, so I'm sitting at the uh, physiology center at Berkeley, just reading uh, a book. And honestly, I purposely sat next to these like group of what I thought were Berkeley students, um, just so I could like talk it up with them. And as I'm reading, like one of them like yells over at me like, yo, what are you reading? And I'm like, this book i was reading after liberalism which is a really like heavy book um kind of sucks but (laughs) yeah i know i know um but yeah so they he asked me what book i was reading uh and they all come up to me and start talking and i just tell and then this kid uh who i will later find out is is an academic but at the time i didn't know sat sat next to me and it was just like, hey, what are you reading? And all this. And then he was like, are you a Marxist? And I was like, uh, I don't know. Maybe. And then um, <laughs> and I, I just told him, like, when anyone, when anyone asks me what my political ideology is, I just say, I'm a universal basic income advocate. That's as far as I'll go. go dude. <laughs> did you say that? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Oh, my God. That's so awesome. And if they're more pushy, then I go, I'm a primitivist. Leave me alone, please. <laughs> <laughs> that's a political ideology. <laughs> Yeah, of course it is. Um, so, yeah, I chopped it up with him for a second, and he was just uh, t- like throwing all this like academic jargon at me really quickly, and everyone was just watching, and I was like, Jesus, this guy's just this guy's heavy. Um, and then I sat in, down with one of the girls uh, named Rose. What um, was the guy's name? Uh, Abraham. Abraham, okay. Um, and they're all like skating around and I was just talking to Rose exclusively. They, they're like into roller skating. Um, and turns out she goes to, um, wait, hold on. Let me get the name of the college. Cause I have to know it. What's that? It's a preppy college in New York. It's a liberal arts college. It's private. Columbia. Uh, no, it starts with a V Vanderbilt Vassar. No. Vassar. Yeah. Okay. So she goes to Vassar, uh, this girl named Rose that I'm talking to. And I'm like, oh, why are you here? Okay, so this is fucking crazy. Do you know who okay. Michael uh, Chabin is? Michael Chabin. Sounds familiar. Look look him up right now. Michael. I know a Michael Che, but I don't know a Michael Chabin. Well, just go ahead and like search him up on Google. Okay, let me, let me get out. Ugh. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to do you like that, but it's important. Michael Che. How do you spell Chabin? Uh, C H A B O N. C H A. And for anyone listening, you can do the same thing. If <laughs> Honestly, I forgot about the audience, man. Okay, so he's yeah, an American novelist, screenwriter. Um, and, he, and his most famous book is The Amazing Venture of uh, Cavalier and Clay. So it, oh, that sounds familiar. 
Yeah, very famous book, actually. And it won a, a Pulitzer Prize for fiction. Oh, shit. Wait, I didn't even hear about this. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, so you know what's crazy? That's I spoke to his fucking children, and they're, I'm, I'm hanging out with them now. Wait, wait, wait. You're telling me that's Rose Chabon? Yes. And Abraham Chabon. What the Chabin. fuck? And Abraham... Yeah, dude. Wait, 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 wait. Dude, what the fuck? Ida, Rose Chabon, Abraham Wolf Walden, Waldman. Yeah, yeah. I, they're, they're on the fucking... Gr- what the yes. fuck? Yes. What the fuck? Yes, and and uh, um, tomorrow I'm gonna go on a hike with them. No fucking way! <laughs> Yo, what? I know. Wait, 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 wait. But, but what, what did they say? What they were doing in Berkeley? Uh, okay, so they're Michael Chabon and and the family. They have a house, well, cabin in Berkeley, and they stay here uh, occasionally. And then they're actually an LA-based family. Um, ah. But but Abraham goes to a boarding school in like Minnesota. So he's still in high school. Yeah, he's uh, he's eighteen though. He's kind of older. He's my age. Okay. Um, uh, about to graduate this year. Well, he already graduated actually. Okay. Um, and then Rose uh, stays in Berkeley over the summer, usually. Mm. Um, and then she goes back to New York, or she'll stop by L.A. or something. I don't know. These authors, you know how they are. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, I just I just happened to chop it up with them, and and now I'm hanging out with them. Tomorrow we're going to uh, we're going to a river called uh, the Ru- uh, the Russian River, the Russian River, and we're gonna go the on Russian like a river. hike. And she's gonna introduce me to a whole bunch of her friends. So today I went thrifting with her and Rose. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was really cool. She showed me like nine different spots because <laughs> I had no idea where to thrift. Right. Um, pretty awesome. That's fucking right? awesome. Bro, what the fuck? That's crazy. I mean, how how are they as as people? Like like what are their vibes? You, you, uh, pass the vibe check or anything? Yeah, anything they, they definitely pass out? the vibe check. Abraham's okay. a little he's a he's like really fucking smart. Like he uh it's almost hard to talk to him because he's just like now is never that really go ahead. Is that smart or is it extremely flamboyant about their language because those those are two different things you know no he's kind of like unintentional about it like he you know what i mean he doesn't really seem to even care that he's being like pretentious but he's not trying to be does that make sense he's Hmm. just like that's his only mode is like talking about all this heavy stuff that's on his mind Um, okay is from what i can tell i don't know him enough um but yeah i just i went to san rafael to go meet up with Rose and it was nice. It was fun. And I met her, all her friends like Ivy and all them. And obviously you don't know them, but uh, just, it's nice. Okay. Okay. Actually, no rewind. So I meet them at Berkeley. Okay. I meet this group of people and not knowing that they're like related to Michael Shaben. Um, and then I type my number in her phone and mm-hmm. I typed it fucking wrong. Oh, I typed it wrong. And, and I, I, I found this out because I texted myself and I never got the text. And then I lost contact with them for two days. And it was really depressing because I finally felt like I found a group of friends and I lost contact. Right. Which is fucking tragic. Let me tell you, especially when you feel like what, what this relationship could have been like, I don't know. I'll never know because I didn't type my phone number in. Right. Uh, But then when I'm down bad, just laying in bed, I'm scrolling on TikTok. 
and they come up on my for you page because she's very popular on TikTok, like borderline famous. Okay. 50,000 followers. And I, I recognize her face. This is by complete random fucking chance, David. Uh-huh. By complete random chance, she shows up in my recommended page and I DM her immediately. And I'm like, dude, I thought I lost contact with you guys. Thank God you popped up on my TikTok for some <laughs> fucking reason. And then she's like, yeah, you typed or you typed the wrong number. You idiot, but send me your <laughs> real number. Oh, so, I see. Yeah, pretty crazy, right? Damn. Okay, so so you got the contact. You guys scheduled a scheduled a uh, hiking sesh. So that's who's going? Is it just Abraham and Rose? No, uh, it's Abraham, Rose, and and like four different people. I don't know. We have to take like two cars because I'm about to meet a lot of people tomorrow. Damn. So, yeah, wow. interesting, right? I know this. This is what you wanted, you know. This is this is this is the good stuff, you know. It, and it takes time, stuff. you know. It takes time, but it's also serendipitous. Like you can't plan for this these types of things to happen, you know. No, yeah, yeah. Um, so exciting. And then tomorrow, I work my first shift at the Starbucks as well, early, early in the morning. Okay. So I'll nice. be able to meet some people that way as well. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, um, yeah. And class starts the Monday after uh, the next. Yeah, I guess so. Would it be that? Yeah, I've just been saying the 14th, but I guess I should know the day. Yeah, the yeah, next Monday. Yeah, so it's it's just calc and uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's English it's calc and English one A. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you check out the calc class? Yeah, I haven't. I haven't going over the material like you said. Anytime I feel like like not doing it, I just hear your voice because you you did have a level of concern in the tone. <laughs> Uh-huh. You're talking to me while I was on the boat, so. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. Sorry, I, 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 obviously, I didn't mean to like, you know, be. No, no, that's all right. right. But seriously, but, I, no, I, like, correct mm-hmm. about it. No, no, I know. It's just that I've seen what it did to Nick. Like, dude, yeah. it, just, it just hit him like a truck. You know. So, do you know what cow class it is? Um. Okay. Okay. So here's the thing. I thought it was calc, okay. but it's like an entry to calc class. So pre-calc. Yeah, exactly. But they oh, okay. they don't call it they don't call it pre-cal there for some reason. I don't know why. Which is kind of weird. Oh, but she I just see. says it's like entry to calc. Like it's like the pre-cal equivalent. Okay. Okay. Sweet. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. Uh definitely set on that and I, I feel comfortable. Um and then if we're talking about yeah, just like academic stuff I've been consuming. Uh-huh. I've been reading a, a people's history of the United States. I got it a long time ago, but it's a pretty big book. Yeah, that, wait, so, that sounds familiar. It's so damn good. It's a very famous book. Yeah, because um, um so have you seen the good. have you seen the movie Goodwill Hunting? No, kind of. I saw it a long time ago, but I don't. You know okay. what I mean? I don't. Yeah. I know who's in it. And I know the plot, but I don't haven't seen it in a while. Uh, okay, well, well, dude, I mean, it's a fucking. I mean, Robin Williams, and you know, he killed it. But yeah, yeah. I, I recently yeah. watched the movie again, and, and Goodwill Hunting mentioned that the People's History of the United States. Oh, did like, they? That that book will fuck you up. He said, you know, like. Yeah, oh, yes, yeah, we'll so fuck you up. It is yeah. really depressing. It is one of the most oh. depressing reads I've had in a while. Mm-hmm. Like, this country's fucked up sometimes. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm thinking about rewatching or no re-listening to the 1619 project. Do you know about that? No, it's a 1619 project. Oh, d- oh, dude. Okay, we we both got to do that. I mean, I listened to it when it first came out about a year ago. Yeah, but it's a New York Times podcast. Um. And it basically contends. It's like the story arc that basically says that 
the U.S. history did not U.S. history did not start in 1776, like what most of us were taught. Yeah, U.S. history as we know it, the how the U.S. was built, how democracy that we know it was built, started in 1619 when 20 African slaves yeah were brought yeah. to the shore of I think Virginia. Yeah, it is Virginia. Virginia. I'm actually reading that exact part of yeah 1619. Right yes, 16, yeah. that that year was when American history started because, and it basically it just talks about how how slavery was like this fundamental institution that that created the you know you know one would argue the best and the worst aspects yeah. of America right best in the sense yeah. that like oh what we see as democracy really was built on the lives and work of uh, enslaved African Americans. You know, um, yeah, and it's yeah, just yeah. like like it got like conservatives all like scared as fuck, you know, because because uh, like oh yeah, this is this is not patriotic, you know, teaching history in the way that's like oh it's not 1776, like all the <laughs> all the white founding fathers were the the founding fathers, but no, this contends that the first 20 enslaved African Americans were truly the bedrock of of U.S. history. They were the ones that started it. Um, yeah, and. Uh, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Keep no, going. I mean that's basically it. Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah, but it's like it's it's horrendous. I don't think you, I think you need to read. I think it should be a mandatory read. Just the chapter on slavery uh, in yeah. this uh, people's history because it's truly truly disgusting. Like, and I can like stomach uh, some pretty messed up stuff, but yeah, just just the idea that these people were like thrown into these tight little rectangular. Uh, shaped boxes on their way to to the United States, taken from their homes, and most of, like a lot of them, like a good portion of them, would just die of suffocation because they would being constrained to such a small area would cause them to like start spazzing out, trying to get space, and while doing so, they would push up and down on the people above and below them and suffocate them uh, on their way to the ship. I mean, on their way to the United States. So, like, obviously, and then, I mean, they would get, like, any disease, as you could imagine, they would get that disease. It, it's it's awful. Just the ship right there is enough for you to just be like, oh, God. Yeah. Like, the hate, the, like, the, the crimes against humanity started even before they got into the United States. It's, 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 it's awful. Um, yeah, and, and there's no heroes. That's what I'm starting to, to, to realize. Like, I, I remember when Pedrozo taught uh, Bacon's Rebellion. Uh-huh. Um, I was like, ah, this Bacon guy, like, what a hero. Like, right. it's 1600s, <laughs> and, he's, and he's, like, you know, standing up for the poor people and the slaves. But, but then, like, the people's history really tells you, like, what it's about. And, and he just straight up tells you, like, uh, what is it, Nathaniel, I think? Nathan? Nathaniel? Yeah, Nathaniel Bacon. Bacon. Nathaniel Bacon, his, like, his motives weren't about the poor or the slaves like his motives were just anti-indian and he just mm-hmm. happened to the, the poor just happened to cling on to his message like and, and i don't know why the textbook really taught me that nathaniel bacon was like a hero for some reason in reality yeah. like his motives for starting a revolt was entirely anti-indian with just like i guess a hint of like help the poor which is i don't know it's ridiculous uh it's a depressing read but i think it's necessary and i'm glad i'm reading it right now honestly yeah absolutely no i mean i i heard someone say this really well is that like 
you know, the, the, like even Andrew Yang, you know, like we 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 talked about this last time, where it's like you'd think that you know he's this like really amazing guy with these amazing ideas, and you hear about like all the other stuff that he does, and it's like, oh shit, maybe he he's not exactly. the guy we thought he was. So yeah. I think I think I think the the wrong thing to do is to take people and like you know, oh, I learned this other word this other uh, I learned this I I learned this word the other day called hagiography. It's like mm-hmm. biography, but hagiography. It's basically um the biography of a saint of uh, a deity and people i think i think too often we read hagiographies right like these these kind of saint-like portrayals of people that that are significant in history and that's what we treat it as and then we paint them as saints we paint them as these like bigger than people bigger than human figures and I did that with Andrew Yang for the longest time, you know? And, yeah, and, so did I. Like, and, and yeah. I, I have only recently realized how terrible of an idea it is to have something called the Yang Gang. Like, ride-or-die followers that just, like, <laughs> stick around with whatever ideas he has. Like, Right, you got to be critical of the people you follow, you know? Yeah. And, and I, I think the right thing to do is instead, don't immortalize the people. Immortalize their ideas and what they stood for. You know, or, or at least what they, what they meant to people. Yeah, you know, totally. Um, oh, I, there's there's this one person that I want to read more about. Fuck, I forgot his name, but basically, like, um, during the civil during the civil war, he was like, you know, obviously this was uh, still the time of slaves, but he was like adamant on like bringing equality to black and this, I guess, in this case, black men. So not true equality, but black men and white men together. And and oh, I forgot his name, but he's like one of those characters that you don't hear too often about U.S. history in u.s history classes and but he's like this huge abolitionist and like you know anti-slavery person in the midst mm-hmm. of the civil war and like he just i mean at the time i'm sure he probably was probably branded as such a radical you yeah, know? yeah and and i don't know i, I really want to read a biography of that dude so i'm gonna yeah yeah i'll find the name i'll send it over to you because i think, please, I think it, it, it might it might come up in the people's history uh of the united states um yeah yeah and what I love about the U.S. history, though, is just those like tiny glimpse of humanity. Like I, uh, I'm so glad the author of a People's History touches up upon uh, the uh, endangered the indentured servants and how right. they had no problems mingling with with uh, African American slaves. Because it's just once you boil down like the uh, the whole power complex that uh, poor whites and rich whites had against slaves and you just have like a true like 50 50 level like hey like i'm an, i'm a servant you're a servant well they, they they were able to just like live in harmony like mm-hmm. they drank alcohol together they like practiced religion together these indentured white servants and these black slaves and i don't know that just that just gives me hope because it's sometimes our history can just be like so hopeless. And then when there is like that glimpse of humanity, you just have to hold on to it, you know? Yeah. Which is depressing, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, damn. Yeah. yeah. That's good. But, though. Uh, like, yeah. Other uh-huh. than that, uh, academic wise, haven't been doing as much as I should. Cause I've just, ah, <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I've just felt so weird. Just moving out is a weird experience, isn't it, David? In like, a was way, it weird? but it's it's different for everyone. And I moved out. I mean, I I moved. I technically, in the past year, I moved out f- three times. 
Mm-hmm. Four if you count moving out of Calexico, which also in a way was a different type of weird. But um, I'm curious, w- what do you mean by weird? Yeah, I don't know. It just it hasn't been it hasn't been a great feeling, if I'm being honest. <laughs> w- what about it? Do you think is is kind of? I, I've just felt kind of in, incredibly lonely, and I just haven't felt comfortable and like cozy. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't just felt like this place like is my home. It's just this this room and kitchen and bathroom that I'm like confined to just doesn't feel comfortable to me. Like I don't know. It's just there's there's something about being at home and just like waking up in my room is just so like safe and I feel like I could just walk around without worrying. And in Berkeley, like all I do is worry now. Like I feel like every time I step out of my house, like it matters. Like I need to develop relationships, so I need to be on my A game, and I need to dress nice, and I had to make food for myself, and it's just like a lot of stress, you know. And I've been, yeah, I've been kind of in a constant state of stress for the last like six okay. days. Yeah, it's tough. That's inter- it's, inter- it's interesting that you bring up, uh, you know, needing to be on your A game to be to make friends. I I know you want to be like intentional and like be out there. Yeah, but. You know, it's always it's always tough to plan out who you, who you're gonna be. You know, I know. Um, and and yeah, I I mean, now's the time I think to just go with the flow. You know, I I think worrying too much about your situation would only just make the situation that much more obvious to itself. Yeah, yeah. like I was never one to get too attached to my room. I mean, I think what comforts me is knowing that like home is always there and that wherever i'm living isn't necessarily my home just the place where i'm living like yeah that's a good way to put it and and i guess we're privileged in the sense of having that comfort you know knowing that we could if we really needed to we could just go back and there would there will be that bed available to us and warm food yeah you know a hug greeting us at the door you know like it's it's gonna be it's there you know it's gonna be there so wherever you live in the moment you know just live it you know like for me i just yeah i see these walls these walls don't look familiar i stare up at the ceiling it doesn't really make sense but like like the ceiling doesn't isn't so it's a weird thing too like it looks like someone's painted on it with Mm. with all like pastels and all that yeah yeah um and it's not the roof it's not the ceiling i'm used to Mm. but this again this isn't my home per se it's a house i live in a house but I know where my home is, and I I know I can always go back, and that's what that's what kind of gives me comfort. So while I'm here, I'm just gonna work. I'm gonna stay curious. I'm gonna cook, learn some recipes, go out and mm. walk. Sometimes right now the weather sucks. So right now it's like 95. It's horrible. Is it? Yeah, I know it's even worse than Merced actually. Right? Merced's yeah, decent. Yeah, Berkeley. Well, it's like, Berkeley's even better. Yeah. It, no, Berkeley is. It's been perfect every single day I've been here. It's 63 tomorrow, 64, 66, 72, oh 70. Oh my god! Kind of cloudy, kind of windy. It's that that I that I'll say is an improvement. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, like like have have like adventures planned, you know, not just with other people, but for yourself. That's one thing that I found, learned from a friend recently. Uh, did I mention that I went to Salem? No. Oh. You didn't mention that. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll talk Tell about that soon. But, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I have a friend, Anna. She's also part of the podcast network that I'm working on. Um, 
And what she does, she just like goes out by herself, like literally like a day trip to Worcestershire or I can't say the word fuck Worcestershire, 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 yeah, Worcestershire and Gloucester. Um, like just go out and like she would sometimes just go fish or go out and see the see a new city and go to a bookstore. And yeah, yeah. and I don't know, like at first I thought this was like okay, I mean, are you? I mean, do you not want friends to go along? It's like, well, I mean, yeah, I could always, I always go out with friends sometimes, but just sometimes, you know, like, I want to explore on my own, you know, live in my head for a moment while I'm outside and find, meet new people. And yeah, yeah. And I asked to tag along with her for the next one. And she, she was going on a Saturday. It was last Saturday that I went. Uh, I was going to Salem. Oh my God, dude. That day felt, how do I put it? That day felt so serendipitous. Because I texted her Thursday, and she said, I'm leaving in two days. Can you get the tickets? I was like, okay, bet. Because what she had planned was that she would get there early, go to the House of the Seven Gables. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll tell you all, all about each one. No yeah, worries. yeah. House of the Seven Gables. And then go around, walk around, and just see downtown Salem. Mm. And then at 1.30, go to the Peabody Essex Museum, which is this really, really fancy museum. Um, it's, like, really high quality, too. It's a really nice museum. And and then and then in the afternoon, just keep exploring and then leave um, uh, at around 5.40. The, the train is at 5.40. Uh, and so, yeah, the train is the commuter rail. Um, we're actually I'm actually pretty close to it. It's just, like, a 20-minute train ride to the train station. Um, yeah, it's yeah. actually in TD Garden. You know the stadium that the Celtics play in. Um, it's actually mm. right there. Dope, dope. So yeah, Thursday I texted her I was like, "If I can come," she said, "Yeah, bet tag along." I did. So I met her at the train station at eight o'clock. Took the rail. Took about half an hour to get there, and we got to Salem. And dude, like it's like the classic. If you imagine like a Bostonian colonial town, yeah, yeah. it's that. It's literally that. And that just walking amazing. around, you know, there's like trolleys, like going around like all the houses are like colonial looking and built as if they were still like up like you know there's a classic colonial but i don't even know how to explain it but like classic boston building but just in salem and uh do you know the book the scarlet letter uh i don't think so or you've heard of it maybe or do you know the author nathaniel hawthorne that does ring a bell yeah um he's a pretty like famous novelist he was friends with Franklin Pierce, which was the, I forgot which president, but one of the presidents of the United States. Yeah, And yeah. he wrote The Scarlet Letter, which is like a really famous book that a lot of people have to read in high school. I thankfully didn't need to. I mean, not thankfully. It's a good book. But he wrote, <laughs> he wrote another book called The House of the Seven Gables. And it's based on a real place. The House of the Seven Gables in Salem. Because he was actually born in Salem. And I actually got to go. So the house in the Seven Gables actually has the barn where he was born. Whoa. Yeah. And That's intimate. I, it is. And it's right against the bay. Like literally the backyard. There's a, So there's a really, so the, a gable is where like a roof meets the other roof and it forms this triangle or like this yeah, yeah. point. Mm -hmm. And the home has seven of those, like just a bunch of roofs and just they all point. And um, you can even Google the image of the house of the Seven Gables. Um, yeah, I'm about to. And and it's this beautiful garden in the back, and then right, and then it literally just drops off into the ocean, like backyard, and then cliff, 
and then there's the ocean. There's Massachusetts Bay. Wow. And so what I did, you know, we, we split up. Anna and I, we just explored the area and I just sat down. I ended up going into the gift shop and buying a copy of the House of the Seven Gables. Like a little miniature version? No, no, just a normal. It's it just a book, but it had a, it had a stamp on it saying "bought at the house of the Seven Gables." Oh shit, that's dope! And then I went by the seaside. There was a little chair there, and I just sat down and read. So uh, it was so beautiful, and the weather was fantastic, and there was wind, and I could smell the ocean, and the water was hitting the cliff, making these like rhythmic splashing sounds every so often. Amazing, amazing! Oh, I felt amazing, and the garden was yeah, beautiful, yeah. and. And then it gets interesting because Tell we me. leave and we start walking. We, we ended up walking. We entered a bookstore that was called Enlightened Books. Okay. Basically sold books on spirituality and like crystals and all that. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. I ended up buying a rock that looked really cool. I, I don't care about like the crystal properties. It just looked really yeah. cool. Okay. Yeah, neither do I care. <laughs> and then this was so cool. And then we go out, keep walking. We get to this corner street that had like a little park okay and there was a guy that had a bunch of paintings like on on the on the grass laid out and he was selling them and we decided to look by i was like okay well what is this and you know frankly they weren't like really high quality uh and i'm I'm, and he paints a lot of them like he has a bunch of them so I'm, i'm sure he turns them out like quantity over quality yeah but then I get to talk to him because, well, I, I look at the signatures. His name is David LaChapelle, um, which is funny. because David like, Chappelle? Like, I, I was going to say, well, David LaChapelle. LaChapelle? LaChapelle, yeah. Because I asked him, I was like, oh, so like the comedian, Dave Chappelle? And he was like, right, right. I get that a lot. But it's David LaChapelle. LaChapelle. Yeah, he's, he's like this guy. He, he looks like he's in his 60s. Um, and then he's this classic Boston accent. And yeah, um, yeah. he he was born born here in Salem, and he went to UMass, and he was a commercial. And I started talking to him, you know, a bit. And while I was looking through his paintings, this is what he does. There are so many beautiful beaches and old houses in Massachusetts. What he does is just travels in in just in Massachusetts, just like drives around, mm-hmm. and he will sit down and then paint that place like an impressionist. And I bought a painting of his. It's just beach really it's from ipswich massachusetts called cranes beach and he was there once and uh he painted it and i bought it off of him ten dollars and when i kept talking to him he was a commercial photographer for 40 years and then covid hit and also he just talks about how photography nowadays is really hard as a job because now everyone can be a photographer yeah yeah Um, so he decided to switch and retire and paint and he's been painting for about a year now. Um, like seriously, he's he's known how to paint for the past ten years, roughly. Yeah, but yeah, but now it's his full time. Now, sure. now is that's all he does, and it was just beautiful talking to him. And and he, as I left, you know, it was like honestly, like he he waved with the ten dollars. Like honestly, this doesn't really matter. Thanks for talking to me. You guys really warmed my heart. And oh, that's nice. Yeah, it just felt it just felt really good. Um, yeah, yeah. And then the museum, oh my god, the museum is so, so cool. Um, it's like one of those like modern art museums. Um, yeah, yeah. And it just has a bunch of, it has like a Japanese exhibit, a maritime exhibit too, where just everything in there is like sea-related, ocean-related. Um, mm. They have this giant masthead 
that has like a double horse on it that used to belong to like an English merchant ship in the 1600s. And here's the thing. I spent about two hours in there, haven't even explored half of it. That's how big it is. Like why? Like just this random big ass museum in the middle of Salem. Like I, I don't get it. But um, uh, the thing is about this is that I'm planning on taking Anna. Uh, no, not Anna. Anna. Um, planning on taking Anna back there yeah, as yeah. as a as a little date. Oh, uh, beautiful! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was at the museum, and I okay. This is kind of a confession, but uh, I kind of purposely did not look at all of the exhibits because I wanted uh... I wanted to go back with. With Anna. And discover oh. it with her. Beautiful. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Um, if you don't want, I mean, just just to talk a bit about how it's been evolving. I mean, I think we've been together now for maybe a month. Mm-hmm. It's probably approaching. I'm not a big on anniversaries. Okay, maybe like a yeah, year. But like the people no, who like the, the the people who do like, oh, this is our fourth month. Like, bro, chill. Okay, that's gross. It's just it is it is kind of gross. Like yeah. a year, I'd I'd appreciate. But um, it's it's good, man. I I don't know what to, like like falling asleep with her is like it's amazing, you know. Mm. when waking up and like seeing the sunlight and seeing her like i don't know i I, it's it's sounds amazing but the problem is it sounds too amazing like i don't think this is how couples work no no david that's the beautiful thing is like life can be really shitty but like love is just different it's just exempt from the rule yeah like it it just really is that beautiful but like what i'm scared of is like like how how long can this actually because it just feels too good to be something like in just fucking life if you want no come on cal do you really believe that yes there's they like that exists and i know it exists because i've seen it like Oh, I, I'll never forget this, and I don't want to. This isn't me tangent. No, like, do it. Tangent. What the fuck. But but I'll never forget when when I went to Kim and Les's house, and they have been together since they were fifteen years old. They started dating when they were fifteen, and they have they got married when they were about twenty. <laughs> They've been together ever since, and they're in their mid seventies now. And I'll never forget when Kim was like getting the groceries out of out of uh, Les's car because Les went and got the groceries. And then just looked at her for like five seconds and just like stared at her and then just gave her a kiss on the forehead and just started. And he almost, he looked like he was in euphoria and she was like, what's going on? He was like, I'm just forever happy that a woman like you will love me. And just walked inside the house. Shit, dude. And it, it, (sighs) they have been together for years and years and years. They have been together. For like, I think like 50 something years, 54 years. Hmm. That's like three of our lives. <laughs> and they've been together Fuck, that long. Geez. Yeah, if you put it that way down. And they still love each other and they still have those moments. But how how likely, like, okay, I mean, to be fair, Aunt Anna has had previous relationships and mm-hmm. seen other people before. Yeah. Um, and she has this long, complicated history of, I guess, relationships and I guess hooking up. But 
bro for me i'm like opposite like this is the first ever fucking serious relationship i've ever been in yeah, yeah. and i've shared a lot of firsts like how 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 why and what why do i deserve to get this type of thing my first time through like is isn't there isn't that saying is like you the first time is always going to be like like the first relationship you ever be in is always going to be like that one that you learn from hmm well you know? no i just don't i just don't think you were very i just don't think you did like well you this is different because you dated because you really really wanted to like most people their first relationships like in high school even middle school and like even in college or they're either like peer pressured into it or mm-hmm. they just are dating because they just have always wanted a girlfriend and they date for the wrong reasons. But like, I think this is so beautiful and what you're experiencing is so beautiful because you dated, you're dating this girl because you actually really, really like her. And both of you guys just really, really enjoy spending time together. And it's just that simple. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I agree. And that actually makes me feel a lot better, but there's this kind of like nagging doubt that it's just it's it seems too good like you know that common tennessee trope it's like if it if it sounds too good to be true then it ain't you know and um, i don't know i i I don't like wrestling with those feelings yeah yeah well it's just anxiety is what that is at the end of the day it is so that's what you're experiencing yeah so i mean but dude i I mean, you didn't, you know how I feel about that phrase, um, "I love you" and all that. Yeah, I know how you feel, bro. About I've been I've been saying it a lot recently, bro. Like, I don't know, but every yeah. single time is like genuine, you know. Like, like I have an urge to say it rather than I'm saying it out of habit. Well, then keep saying it if you have the urge to say it. Well, yeah, I'm gonna keep following that. I'm yeah, not, yeah, but hopefully, yeah. I won't fall into a habit, which is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, that's like, that's where you get into problems. Yeah, exactly. But um, it's been it's been good. I, I get. I'm I'm also co- dude. My cooking is getting more. I feel like I'm getting more confident in cooking. I don't know if my yeah, food is you, getting better. No, but I know what you're talking about. But it just feels much more natural, and it feels fun cooking with my roommates. Um. Jenna also cooks really well. Um, she has her own like dishes that's like Chinese inspired from her family. Mm. Then I have my own, so it's really cool. And I'm hoping to do like a dinner party at one point, which would be fun. But yeah, feeling good. I'm so. F- I, I think one of my, my plan is I'm gonna like stick to Chinese cuisine for now and like get get good at it and like feel yeah. confident in it. Yeah. And then I'll start maybe dipping my toes into things that I'm less comfortable with because all the ones that I'm making right now. Ha- I've seen made. I, I've seen. Oh, I see what you're talking about. Made yeah. from my mom. You know, like my mom has, you know, talked about them and I've seen her make it before. So, like, I'm replicating her in these dishes versus like going completely out on a limb. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, so that's that's the idea. But, um, what else? Lab work has gotten a lot better. Um, <sighs> I uh I don't know. I I'm I, I am happy about it. Um Yeah, I think I'm finally settling in, maybe. But this is I think what the reason why I'm being all hesitant on this because uh I'm really scared of going back 
to my habits my bad habits of like just staring at my phone whenever i get home because i'm tired you know yeah post work it's really hard to stay off yeah yeah so i i don't know if we can maybe arrange this somehow but um I don't know. I just I just want to find a new habit to like fall into whenever I come back home. Yeah, yeah. Um I'd love to be able to call you and like maybe just give a quick rundown of what happened today. And if it's if it's a lot, we can maybe record and if it's not oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I'm down on that. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't have to be every day, but just I just yeah, and, and also I think we I think we should do the screen time thing again, like consistently consistently. I agree. And and today I actually had a victory because it's been terrible lately, David. Yeah. I, today was bad for me too. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, today I had a victory though, but hopefully I can pass that energy on to you. Yeah. yeah. But um, um, let's do a five cent bet tomorrow. Uh, not today, yeah, because t- today I'm a total total five, ass. But five cent bet tomorrow sounds good. Um, I, I will say this: Is it weird that I already know that I don't want to live here? Like, I don't, I don't even. Oh, no! Really? I like cities that much, dude. I'm telling you, bro, I knew this from the day, like, well, not day one, but, like, very early on, you are not a city person. Yeah, well, no not way. even, like, not even, like, small city. Like, oh. I need, to, like, like, I need to be in the fucking mountains, bro. What? No. Yes, yes. Like, I don't even want to live in, like, like a Monterey or Santa Cruz would drive me insane. And especially, what a, like, what? A, a, a San Francisco. I mean, oh, I know, I, no. I, I really, I really do enjoy it. Like, I, I have enjoyed my time here. Uh, and I have done a lot of fun things. Like I've gone, I used BART to like get into San Francisco like three times already. Went to the Modern Art Museum. I'm going to go see the symphony soon. And it's like all cool and all having all these things. But it's just jarring. Like it it just sucks the energy out of you so quickly. Like I feel like, like two hours of walking around, and I just want to take a nap. Because it's just, there's so much stimulation constantly. And it's so loud. There's so much shit going on. And I don't even know if I want to go to UC Berkeley because that means I'm going to live here for like a long period of time. Like I think I've chosen perfectly to go to the junior college because two years sounds great, but like four and possibly more, I don't know if that makes any sense. Mm. And I, and I know it's so early on to come up with like a, such a broad conclusion, but I can get a feel for a place. I don't know if you can too, but like, I can feel that two years is is perfect and any more would kind of be pushing it. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say that because there just is something and I feel like I'm not allowed to complain about it because it's just like such an ideal situation, like living in a Victorian in downtown Berkeley, you know, like it's like there's so many people who would switch places with me, but like I still there are still things that I that it's just tough. It's just so fucking jarring and like I'm getting like i called you you called me like two days ago and i got chased like four blocks by a fucking like rabid guy with a rock and it's just it's nuts and and i do miss just taking the inflatable raft out to to the dam (laughs) and just bird watching and beaver watching and just like being able to take a deep breath knowing that there's just no one around you and it's just you and nature like I'm missing that feeling already. And there's just, there's no really like uh, secluded nature spots within an hour of here, which is unfortunate. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, but I mean, at the same time, you feel, I mean, you, you don't like the solitude either, right? Yeah, well, okay, my ideal situation is to just have a nice group of people in the woods. Yeah, I would give up anything for that. Like, ha- live, like having a communal farm in... Oh, that's fair. I would... I know I would fucking kill for that. Like that's my oh ideal my living. God. Like I would I would give up any career. I would give up anything to live on a communal farm in the woods. <laughs> Jesus. Is, is that fucked? Like I really would. No, no, that's that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I I, I keep going back to that house we saw on top of Snelling Hill. Yes. Oh, actually I went to that house. Wait, you got the, there? Yeah, well, okay. I didn't get there, but I, I we we took the inflatable raft across oh, the dam. Oh shit! Yeah and, yeah, and we actually saw the people who live there, and they're just like hillbillies, you know. I, oh. I hate to like generalize, but I could tell that they were like gonna pull guns on me if I parked oh, my shit. boat. Um, but yeah, cool little house. If they ever rent it out, I'll let you know. <laughs> That's a summer <laughs> break idea. Yeah. No, we have. I'm really down to do that though. Like, you and I, just for like a week or two over the summer, find a cabin like on a fucking lake or river somewhere and we just chill go on hikes fish cook read podcast for just two weeks and just like get our brains straight yeah and just do like online therapy while we're there too just like truly like get our minds together i i would love to do that damn i i'm fucking down (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah Mm-hmm. All right, I'm I'm good. I don't know if you're good. I I'm good. It was just good. It was like a you know like a just a it just felt good. You know, I, it's not like any of us had like something like really heavy to to throw out. So it's just no, you know, yeah. like one of those good podcasts. You know, feel good feel yeah. good vibes. That's yeah, so just, funny about the the Michael uh, wait, what Shibon, was it? Sh- uh, oh, Shaven. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Jeez. I have to read his book now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Friends with his kids. Like yeah. It literally has a what is it the Pulitzer, the Pulitzer Prize for fiction like that's such a prestigious award I don't even it's nuts. Okay. All right, man. Well, um, yeah. Make sure uh, if you can send me this audio and also like the two other episodes. <laughs> the two, well, the one you where you fell asleep. Are we uploading that? Eh, might as well. I'm also curious. Like, <laughs> it's embarrassing, dude. Uh, I was like for like. Three minutes, I was just talking and talking and talking, and I was like, so what's your thoughts on that, David? <laughs> oh, shit, dude. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, man. and so I kept talking. I was like, oh, maybe it's just not. And then so I talked for like another two minutes, and then I was like, yeah, so basically that's really all I got to say. Oh, fuck, dude. And I was, was... like, hello? <laughs> and then I, you know, and then I like listened, and I turned up the volume on my mic, and I heard you fucking snoring. What? Yeah. No, dude. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay, I'm fucking done. I just closed my computer. Well, no. Oh. Uh, also, but, but your uh, your your sound is gone. I have mine. Because you like timed out. Oh, you yeah. saved yours. I have mine. Yeah. Okay, then I should be able to get mine. Okay, so okay. I'll send you everything then. Okay. Yeah. No, I I, I know from now on to just not record at one thirty, especially yeah, after long ass day. So that was my late. bad. No, you're yeah. good. You're good. Don't worry. Yeah, but uh, especially like, time. yeah, no, this is a perfect time. Um, yeah. So so yeah so yeah this in the last episode for sure we can publish and, and yeah we'll go from there. Sounds good.
Thanks, man. Right. Good stuff. Good stuff. And keep me updated once once class. Well, I'm sure we'll have another podcast before school starts. But um, yeah, yeah, I'm excited to take classes. Hell yeah, man! How are you back? Sucks they're online, but but we're getting back into it's it. It's all right. Exactly. It's all right. Yeah. All right, bro. Well, this was how David and Cal felt and talked about on June eighth, twenty twenty one.